This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense podcast, episode number 1022, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source. such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary. Uh, This podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and cause them to understand the reading. And so therefore the aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God to come and from the eternal burning hell that Jesus Christ Jesus Christ Christ preached about and preached about more than the apostles more than the prophets he preached that hell was a place of fire and torment pain and punishment. The place where the fire shall never be quenched, he said. He said that in light of the most wonderful, most loving, most magnificent, and most uh, important words ever said in the history of the world, and all of his words, The words of Jesus are important. Do not misunderstand. I'm saying that these words are the most important in the history of the world because they will save a soul from that hell that he preached on. For Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In light of the burning hell, the hell fire that never shall be quenched, these are very loving words, wouldn't you say? Because when Jesus Christ talks about perishing, he's talking about perishing in hell. The reason why is because we are all lawbreakers. 
We have broken the law of God. Don't get too mad at somebody who breaks the law and harms you because you have broken God's law and harmed God. This is the reason why God wants you to learn how to forgive others because through His Son, Jesus Christ, He has forgiven you and will forgive you if you come to Him. But we're just as guilty as the criminal who hurt us, even more so because we have committed our crimes against God Almighty, and they have too. Why? Because the Bible says we're all sinners, every last one of us. We all have done evil in God's sight, repeatedly. And here are some of the laws that we have broken. <clears throat> we have lied since we have been born. I know that to be true because the Bible says that babies come out of the womb telling lies. Lying is in your sinful human nature. All of you who are parents and you've had children, you know babies can lie. You just fed the baby, you just changed the baby. And then the baby screams like bloody murder, holler until you come in and then she starts smiling or he starts smiling. They just wanted you to come in. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with that child. She's lying, he's lying. We all have lied since we have been born, every last one of us. The Pope is a liar. The Dalai Lama is a liar. All politicians are liars. Even Joel Osteen is a liar. We all have lied in God's sight. We have broken that law. We have also broken the law against stealing. We have stolen things since we have been born. It doesn't matter if it was a dime or nickel that was in your father's change jar. There's no family change jar. You have to ask. And the proverbial cookie in the cookie jar. We have lusted in our hearts. We have coveted in our hearts after other people and things. Another law broken. We have dishonored and disrespected and disobeyed our parents. Another law broken. We have dishonored God by taking his name in vain. Just using his name to cover up our lies and our sins. Putting our wicked, nasty, evil hands on a Bible in the courtroom and lie before God and try to make God a part of your lie. Nobody's going to get away with stuff like that, people. And God does not play. God is very loving, but he does not play. That's just five of the laws out of the Ten Commandments that we have broken in God's sight. And so, therefore, we deserve, and we have done these things repeatedly all of our lives, 
And so therefore we deserve to go to hell and to burn in hell forever. That, that is the prison that we will go to if we don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that's all you have to do to get saved. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. That means that's the reason why we die. Our sins, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting what other people have, dishonoring, disobeying, disrespecting our parents, dishonoring and disobeying God and taking his name in vain, using God's name to cover our evil. I marvel at the grace and mercy and love of God and his forgiveness. You know what we would say? We wouldn't, we wouldn't be that forgiving, would we? Because we're too wicked. We're too evil. We're too ungodly. The wages of sin is death. That means we die because of sin and we will experience eternal death in hell forever and forever if we do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in our hearts that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for our sins. He became, as John the Baptist said, the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. All you have to do is believe in him. That's what he said. In this, the most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind, in my opinion, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So tonight, dear friend, if you want to be saved from the power of your sins and saved from the punishment of your sins from that awful place called hell, all you have to do is do what Jesus Christ told you to do. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shalt be saved. Believe in him. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Perish in hell, but have everlasting life in heaven. A place we don't, none of us deserve to go. But we can go because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. His shed blood as the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. His death, his burial, and his resurrection. My dear friend, believe in him. Trust in him. Have faith in him. Depend upon him. Rest your eternal soul on what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you and me and for the entire world. He is the Passover, not only for the Jews, but the Gentiles too. Red, yellow, black, and white. We're all precious in his sight. 
Only God could have uh, put this together because he loves us. So, dear friend, if you want to be saved tonight, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Call upon him, for the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Pray to him right now. Repeat after me. I'll help you with it. The sinner's prayer. Repeat after me, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Let's pray right now. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner as the preacher preached about from your word. I have done evil in your sight repeatedly. I have broken your laws and your commandments. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures, and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart, the best way that I know how, in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose from the dead by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Help me, Lord, uh, by filling me with your Holy Spirit to repent of my sins. To turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the newness of life to your salvation. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, you prayed that prayer in sincerity, uh, then according to the words of Jesus Christ and according to multiple verses in the Holy Bible, you are now saved because you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and you called upon his name and asked him to save you. It is as simple as that. Doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Doesn't matter how you feel. And if you want to grow in your newfound faith in Christ, make sure you go to gospellightsociety.com. That's one of our websites. And... Uh, get a free book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. So you have just entered in to salvation through that door, Jesus Christ. And uh, now 
you need to know how to walk with him. This book will get you started along with reading the Bible, of course, which is contained in this book. Also, email us at whatever email is on your platform where you are. If you don't see an email, email me directly at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and uh, uh, let us know that you got saved tonight wherever you are in the world. And uh, also, if you have a prayer request, send that in. And uh, we have more materials to send you if you wish. And write this website down, uh, or the name down. You can type it into Google all around the world. Uh, Gospel Light Society Podcasts. Gospel Light Society Podcast. <clears throat> and, or Daniel White the Third Podcast. And there's a wealth of Bible knowledge and uh, information to help you grow in the faith as well. Uh, representing uh, eight years of divinity school education, uh, university education, and uh, about four or five years of uh, master level education into the doctorate. So you you can just stay there a while, listen to those podcasts, and you will get a good Bible college seminary-level education uh, to help you grow in the faith and be the Christian disciple that God wants you to be. Now with that, my dear friends, we will resume our service standing between the living and the dead, and I believe that we're right at right near 900 or over 900 now services. Uh, if I am reminded, I'll give you that number tomorrow, the exact number. Today, my beloved, we are reading Matthew chapter 3, verse 1. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching. May I say here, if God called you to preach, then, my brother, you need to be preaching. That's what you need to be doing. Stop trying to be everything else and preach. Preaching in the wilderness, even if you have to preach in the wilderness. And here's what I have told preachers and people down through the years. If God called you to preach, you will be preaching. You don't have to have a fancy church building. You're going to preach. In a plague, pandemic, or not, you're going to preach. Throughout this 
coronavirus plague pandemic, we saw who the real preachers were, didn't we? The real preachers kept on preaching and didn't miss a beat. And some preached better than they ever preached in their lives. They didn't give any thought to quitting. They didn't give any thought to not preaching. You know. They didn't even think about that. They preached in season and out of season. Preaching in the wilderness of Judea. My beloved, that was Matthew chapter 3, verse 1. Now here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it. With the help of the Holy Ghost, the help of God, and the help of Dr. Matthew Henry. <clears throat> Dr. Matthew Henry says about this passage, After Malachi there was no prophet until John the Baptist came. He appeared first in the wilderness of Judea. This was not an uninhabited desert, but a part of the country not thickly peopled. Go ahead, Dr. Henry. Nor much enclosed. No place is so remote as to shut us out from the visits of divine grace and God Almighty. The doctrine he preached was repentance. Repent ye. The word here used implies a total alteration in the mind. A change in the judgment, disposition, and affections. And see, if you are born again, you have had a similar experience. Because God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost and their servant, John the Baptist, was all about repentance. Repentance. And see, see the problem, the reason why I preach the way I preach is because the problem in the church is we have many people who say they're saved and who are good confessors and apologizers, but not good repenters. Pastors included, wives, wives included, pastors' wives included. And that is the problem. I told you when the coronavirus plague hit, <clears throat> that God is not interested in your confession confessions at this point. He's interested in your repenting. A whole changing of the mind, the heart, the disposition, the attitude, and the spirit. And affections. A turning about in the mind, in the heart, the soul, and the spirit. Another and a better bias of the soul. Consider your ways, change your minds. You have thought amiss. You, you're not thinking right. Think again. And I can hear Chuck Swindoll in the back of my mind saying that. Think again. And think aright. True penitents have other thoughts of God and Christ. Sin and holiness 
of this world and the other than they had before. They think differently about these things. They, they have a proper respect and fear, reverence of God Almighty. And they say with uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes when he preached it so many years ago, I bet you I won't do that again. Amen. That, we need to hear that from everybody in the church. Uh, because that, that right there was bad. If you're saved, you're going to be convicted about it. That's painful enough about the evil you did. Uh, but once you get the ch chastisement of God about it, that's going to be very painful. And you need to come out of that saying, I bet you I won't do that again. Whatever it is, fornication, adultery, swinging, uh, we want uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. to have that mentality that he, I bet y'all won't do that again. Uh, we want the preacher that they're thinking about bringing back to the church up in Dallas, I forget his name, Flower Mound. I forget his name now. Uh, yeah, they're thinking about bringing him back to the church after texting a man's wife. We want him to have that mentality. More importantly, God wants him to have that mentality. I bet you I won't do that again. I will never text another woman. I will give my phone over to my wife and to my children and to the elders of the church. If I have to text somebody, I have a texting committee. I will never text another man's wife again in my life. I think it's in Matthew something. Never, never, never. We want you to have a changed mind about that. Because we really don't need that today, at this point in time. The change of the mind produces a change of the way. The change of the mind, the change of the heart, is going to change the direction of your feet. Glory be to God. That is gospel repentance which flows from a sight of Christ, from a sense of his love, and from hopes of pardon and forgiveness through him. It is a great encouragement to us to repent. Repent, for your sins shall be pardoned upon your repentance. That's what God wants. Don't fool yourself. God does not just want, he, he doesn't just want to hear your confession, your eloquent confessions. And some of us are great confessors, but we're not great repenters. And that's what God is looking for right there. And see, that repentance, you know what that means? That means you're not going to do that again. See, and, and you can only get to that point if you're saved and born again. Lost people really can't repent. They need the help of God to repent. They need the Holy Ghost to repent because the Holy Ghost can make it a permanent deal. I'm not saying you can't slip and fall and again, but that's going to be few and far between. And you're going to confess it immediately as a failure. And you're going to come up out of that prayer with uh, that mentality again. I bet you I won't do that again.
return to God in a way of duty, and he will, through Christ, return unto you uh, in the way of mercy and grace. That's our God for you. You got to come. You got to come right now. You can't just say words. You got to repent. You got to stop the bad behavior. That's what God is looking for about right now. I've been telling you this for three years and before that. But hopefully, I was hoping that through the coronavirus plague, you would hear me. But I also said, uh, when the plague hit, that most people are not in the mood. To repent. Why? Because sin is so pleasurable. It's hard to give up fat, fine Sylvia. It's hard to give up Bo Peep. Because Sylvia is good to you. But see, that's the reason why God does not want you to get into the sin in the first place. He wants you now to repent. And you won't be getting your prayers answered either until you repent. You will not be blessed and highly favored, as you like to say, until you repent, my friend, completely. Not just repent for a day, but from now on, see. See, if you still slipping and sliding and looking at pornography, uh, you have not repented. You don't, you don't need anybody to watch you and on the computer have a accountability partner. No, you need to get saved. I assure you, Jesus Christ will become your accountability partner. This is why my, my, my strategy for people overcoming so-called pornography addiction, which is no, there's no such thing as that. You, you know, you're just a devilish lust hound, and that's what you want to do. Just like there's no such thing as alcoholism, there's drunkenness. You want to get drunk. That's what you want to do. Uh, there's no such thing as sexual addicts. That's all made up. And the last one, the, the first one that I mentioned was made about the evangelical church because so many got caught up in it. You wonder why God shut down churches? Because pastors and preachers and pastors' wives looking at pornography and looking at all kinds of evil and then when they try to do it with other people in the church, swinging and everything else, homosexuality, there's no addiction. That's just your evil heart wanting to do evil. And you will never be delivered from it unless you confess it as evil and as sin and wickedness. You don't need anybody with you in front of that computer but Jesus, the Holy Ghost of God, because he, deep down on the inside, if you're saved, he's not going to let you do that. You're going to be one miserable puppy. So I don't know what you're talking about. Porn addiction. There's no such thing. It's you addicted to sin and evil. You want to do evil. Don't blame that on yeah, some kind of uncontrollable thing you got going on. If you're saved, you're not going to do that. You're not going to continue to do that. I'm not saying you won't struggle with it, but you're not going to continue to do that with Jesus living up on the inside of you.
You say, Preacher, aren't you tempted to look at those fat, fine women? I, I know you, you're a man who loves beautiful women, and that's your main temptation. Yes, I'm tempted. But I fear God, by the grace of God. And because uh, he taught me that. He taught me to fear him and respect him and obey him. And I know that I can't be used by him and have the privileges and the opportunities and the blessings that I enjoy and the favor I enjoy by doing mess like that. Because he's not going to let me do that. It is still as necessary to repent and humble ourselves to prepare the way of the Lord. As it then was, there is a great deal to be done to make way for Christ into a soul, and nothing is more needful than the discovery of sin and a conviction that we cannot be saved by our own righteousness. The way of sin and Satan is a crooked way, but to prepare a way for Christ, the paths must be made straight. Therefore, my beloved, we must repent. We must repent. Let's pray. Holy Father God, help those of us who are saved and born again, help us to repent of our sins. And help us not to foolishly think that you're going to bless us living in sin. Help us to understand that you are very offended by that. And Lord, we pray for the salvation of those who are lost. And Lord, help them to understand that once they get saved, they have to leave sin behind by your grace, your strength, and your help. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Scripture and the Sense podcast. Please remember to read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, each and every day of your life, and pray without ceasing to God about everything, and for wisdom to understand His Word and apply it to your life. Most importantly, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shalt be saved. Please stay tuned for a complete presentation of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can get your soul saved from hell to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Now, dear friends, if you're with us today and you do not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Allow me to show you how you can place your faith and trust in Him, Jesus Christ, for your soul's salvation from sin and hell. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed God. We're all guilty before God. You do not have the right to look down your nose at others. You're just as wicked as others. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin always. You will be paid for your sins one day. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. 
Our payday someday is death to these beautiful bodies, death to so many things before you die, death to marriages, death to relationships, uh, death to material things. You will experience a thousand deaths before you die because of sin. But ultimately you will die physically. Your body will be put in a cold, dark grave. And that ought to be frightening because it is frightening. But more frightening is that your soul, if it dies without Christ, will go to a burning hell to spend eternity in a dark place, even though there's fire. You say, Preacher, I don't believe that a loving God would put people in the hell where Jesus Christ, the loving and lowly one, preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ, the loving one and the lowly one, preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. He said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Also the Bible says in Revelation 21.8, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death, Whatever you do, don't experience the second death because it's bad news. Hell is bad news, but I have good news for you. You don't have to go to hell. Jesus suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day, and he said these words to you before he left here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. Pray and ask Jesus Christ to save your soul and to come into your heart and change your life. He will do it. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shall be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again, and you're ready to trust him as your Savior. Pray and ask him to save you, and he will. I'll be glad to lead you in prayer in what is called the sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner that I have done evil in your sight. I am guilty because I have broken your Ten Commandments, your law. I've taken your holy name in vain. I've dishonored and disobeyed and disrespected my own parents. I have lied many times before. 
I have lusted after people and things and what others have. I've stolen things before. Uh, so Lord, that's five to six commandments I've already broken out of your Ten Commandments, and so please have mercy and grace upon me. For your Holy Son's sake, Jesus Christ, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart the best way that I know how, in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and he bled and he died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins past and help me to turn from my evil ways. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you, dear friend, congratulations on doing the most important thing in life. And that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. And Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you. We love you. And may God bless you real good until next time. Now, I may be traveling here over the next few days, and uh, but I will resume preaching as soon as I get back, and I will do some preaching while I'm on the road. So thank you so much for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us, and we will continue to pray for you. God bless you until next time. <laughs>